What's the game-changing realization that helped you build a high-performing team? That question is at the center of every episode of the HR Impact Show. Every HR professional wants to build a team that has empowered managers, engaged employees, and an organization that's striving to become elite. The challenge is that you're often told to do more with less. We're gonna fix that. Every week, we will feature executive and senior HR leaders from across the country, and they will share with us their actionable insights and best practices that can help empower you to create an engaged elite workforce. Here's the show. Thanks for joining us today on the HR Impact Show. I am your friendly neighborhood talent strategy nerd, Dr. Jim. And in today's conversation, we're going to learn why you can't be afraid to say stuff out loud. And the person that's going to teach us why that's so important is joining us today. He's an HR professional with over 20 years of experience. He's been involved in the service sector, in the manufacturing sector, and in a lot of other industries as well. His experience is wide ranging within HR. So he's done everything from talent acquisition through HRBP and also management and people leadership within the space. He's currently an HR manager at Delta Dental of Wisconsin. Joe Arnold, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you sharing my experience. You and I have been connected for a while, so I'm fairly familiar with sort of your career trajectory and background. Before we dive into the meat of the discussion, share a little bit more about your story and the things that stand out about your trajectory so that the listeners can really connect with your background. I'll give the short version of it because the long one could be, we could be here for a while, but started out in HR by getting into recruiting and really focusing on talent acquisition and working for a small boutique firm in Milwaukee. A lot of light industrial, more technical skilled industrial, as well as engineering type roles, things like that. And then got to a point where, because it was a small company, wanted something more and studied on my own to get my PHR. Once I was able to get that, I had moved on to a marketing firm and the marketing firm did live event marketing. It was a great experience, but uh, when it came to talent acquisition, it was uh, really about making sure that the the people that were involved in those programs were a good fit for those brands, but not necessarily about what I considered talent. Talent from a marketing perspective, yes. Talent from a significant skills history, how people build those up through their career was a little bit different for me. Moved on to, to do some work for a medical transcription company. So back into kind of professional services, worked there through two buyouts, had grown my career from talent acquisition specialist to an HR manager with some stops at uh, Generalist along the way. Had uh, a lot of really good experience there, had a great mentor, and really was able to get my career headed in the right direction. And uh, have been in professional services and manufacturing at a couple of different stints, but I have settled into a job where I've been doing both HR business partner type roles, then I got into total rewards, and now I'm managing the HR business partner function and total rewards for Delta Dental. I really appreciate you sharing that career trajectory. You've spent a lot of time in a lot of different industries. You've done both the high volume side of HR and talent acquisition, and then also the professional services side of talent acquisition and HR. When you look at your career trajectory and all the different industries that you've worked in, what are the key things that you learned pivoting from high volume, 
to more professional services. When I started my career, HR was fighting for a seat at the table, so to speak. And that was all that you would hear about in industry trade magazines and things like that. What I found is that by moving from industry to industry, what you really need to do is take the time to get to know the business. It's so essential for an HR person to know how the business operates, how the business runs, what the the profit and loss looks like, how those types of things come about. You really need to be able to dig in and, and be a strong business partner by knowing the business and knowing how you can impact the business. Did you pick that up organically or did you have a mentor as you were navigating through these different, different sectors that kind of clued you in on that being one of the best practices? I think that there was a lot of different input that I had throughout my career. Brenda, who was one of my mentors at Trans Solutions, she had previously been in HR. She was actually the chief operations officer there when I got there. And she was the one who uh, probably had a lot of influence in, in making sure that we knew exactly how the business was being run. And, and her being in operations really helped influence what I knew about things and how I could pick things up. I, when I had questions, she was always there to answer them. And that was really how I could provide the most value as an HR business partner was to make sure that I was in line with operations and making sure that we were understanding what was going on on both sides of the business when it came to those things. So that was probably where I really got most of my my insight in there, but it really became more important, especially as you change industries, right? When I went from professional services to manufacturing, right? I went to a, a company where I had not been in a production environment before. I had been in medical transcription, which was a piece rate product for for information, but it was very different. There were similarities and I could definitely apply certain things, but I had to learn a whole new vernacular. I had to learn about lean manufacturing. There was all kinds of new stuff that I had to pick up to to make sure that I was able to be the best partner to operations that I could have had. Based on your experience, if somebody is following your trajectory, moving from industry to industry, what would your best advice be from a 30, 60, 90 day perspective for somebody that's pivoting into a new industry that they need to get done within a very short amount of time to position themselves for success? Get in and ask questions. Start peeling back those layers of the onion and understand exactly where the, the product is coming from. Where is it going? What is the trajectory of that, that product or that business that you're on? to make sure that you understand not only where you are, but where you're going, because that's really where HR is able to make the biggest impact. I opened the show by saying, if you want to build a high performance team, you can't be afraid of saying stuff out loud. Tell us a little bit about what that game-changing realization was as you're moving through different leadership roles and give us a little bit of context of how you uncovered that. A lot of this came from understanding expectations. And when it comes down to it, we spend a lot of time working on projects, working on various aspects of our job, and we think we know what the expectations are. And I think we talked a little bit about asking questions, understanding where we are, where we're going, but having those conversations, both as a, an individual contributor and understanding where we are and where we're going, as well as having a conversation as a leader and being really clear about what those expectations are, I think one of the biggest things that you can do. We look at like employee handbooks and things like that, that we design and we expect people to read, but we also expect them to understand the whys and things like that. And sometimes those things aren't as clear. And so it takes a lot of, a lot of extra effort to try to understand exactly where there might be some 
opportunity for clarification and some opportunity to really share what those crystal clear expectations are so that when you get from, from point A to point B, that you've agreed on where point B is and have gotten to the right place. One of the challenges that I'd be curious to get your input on is that a lot of leaders put an emphasis on, quote unquote, hitting the ground running. We want people to come in and hit the ground running and be able to make an impact and be productive. And that can oftentimes be in opposition to what you're talking about. What's your best advice when you're looking at a leader that has a mandate or has a lot of pressure to execute and deliver? This sounds like it would take a lot of time and would actually slow people down. How do you navigate those two polar opposites? I don't think it necessarily has to slow you down. It does mean that you need to walk before you run. And hitting the ground running is something that we always want, right? From a from an HR, from a business perspective, we want people who are going to be able to see what's going on and be able to take it to that next level. But depending on the the role and exactly what they're charged with, there may be times where they really need to have that opportunity to to figure things out. And I think having a good 30, 60, 90 day plan as people come in and making sure that first 30 days isn't about, hey, what can we change or what needs to be different? But how can we make sure they get to know everything they need to know about that role and spell out the expectations that we have, not only as an organization, what do we have as a department? And what do I have as your specific leader to say, here's what I need from you. Here's what we're expecting of you. And here's where we're going. So now you're ready. Wow. It's been a great conversation so far. Make sure you join the HR Impact community where we gather a community of HR leaders just like you. This is a space where top people leaders share actionable insights and practical playbooks. Sign up today as a member for the community. Get updates on the latest HR resources and exclusive event invites. You can join the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR Impact. And now back to the show. I like what you said there about that first 30 days shouldn't be about what you can get done, but level setting, where we're going, what we're doing. It almost sounds like the whole idea of, quote unquote, hit the ground running is a big misnomer in the world of work. If you've spent your entire career in the same industry, that doesn't mean that if you go from company A to company B, that you can just turnkey it and just run it on autopilot. So I like the idea of regardless of circumstances, you take those first 30 days or so to understand what the requirement or what are the requirements so that everybody's on the same page. There's a lot of opportunity for people to understand how it works at your business too. And uh, when we talk about cultures and, and what company culture is, just because someone has been able to do something and do it effectively in another organization, doesn't mean they can do it the exact same way walking into this organization. So making sure that they have the right information and they know the right expectations for the organization so that they don't get themselves into trouble by trying to do things the way they did before. And maybe it was successful at a previous organization, but it doesn't match the culture of the current organization. I'd like you to take this a little bit further and point out some of the things that can go wrong if you're not clear on setting the proper expectations, on mapping out the direction that we're going, what are the goals that we need to hit? What are the experiences that you've had in your career where this wasn't done? And how did that impact your ability to drive results? There was a, a point in my career that I had a 
opportunity that I was given a a chance to make a new role in the organization for myself. They had seen some of the things that I could do on a talent acquisition side and was given the opportunity and kind of some some open road, if you will, to make a little bit of the talent acquisition space and some of the activities that we were doing a little bit more personalized and I could take them the direction that I wanted to. And I spent probably about a year and a half in that position and never felt that I had gotten the type of traction that I wanted to, nor did I have the support from the organization. When I look back on it now, I look at it and say, I don't think we were able to get from where we were to where we wanted to be because we didn't have a solid roadmap. It was a, hey, Joe, you do what you want. But when I tried doing a few things, it was like, oh, but we think we need to go a little bit different direction. I like what you're thinking, but it's a little bit different. So it, it never was really take it and run with it, but it was a little bit of trial and error. It was a little bit of, hey, we have an idea of where we didn't know where destined, going from A to B, as we talked about, we didn't know where B was and we didn't really talk about it. So we didn't agree on where B was. And ultimately it led to the fact that we didn't have an opportunity to really build the success that we wanted to because not that we were necessarily fighting each other, but we just didn't understand from both ends what that looked like and where we wanted to be. What's the big thing that you learned with how that turned out that can be broadly applicable to anybody that's in a situation where they're tasked with a new initiative or they're tasked with launching a new idea? What are the things that you drew from that experience that would be useful for somebody that's out there listening to this conversation? It starts with figure out a destination. And you may not necessarily know, especially if it's a new position, you might not necessarily know where do I need to be three years, five years from now. But what does success in the next year look like? What do you want me to do? What should I be doing? Or what results do you want to see in order for this next year to be successful? Maybe they're going to give you the open leverage to, to try some different things and do things the way that I did. But I don't think we really had a, a solid understanding of, okay, if I'm starting this new role, one year from now, what does success look like? What am I driving to? A lot of what we've been talking about centers around the practice of building clarity, gaining agreement, removing ambiguity from, from any number of circumstances. If somebody is trying to build a culture where they're trying to accomplish the things that you learn from through trial and error, what are some of the pitfalls that they need to be watching out for that can really steer them the wrong way as they work on trying to build this sort of high communication, high clarity culture that you're talking about? There's a lot of different ways that we could take that, that question and go with it, but I'll focus on a couple of aspects. The first one is that you have to have people who are willing to be able to be honest with each other and make sure that when you talk about getting from point A to point B, that they can really have the right vision together to say, here's where we are, here's where we need to go, right? And be able to communicate that vision with a level of clarity, but also to have that vision for themselves with enough clarity that they're able to communicate that effectively as well. And then I think going back to the culture portion that I talked about is just generally, how do we get there? When I was working for a previous organization, I had gone to our insurance agent's office. And one of the things that impressed me the most is that on the wall, they had, I think it was about 25 or 30 kind of tenants of working for the organization. What is it that we stand for? 
And that really helps inform the culture, but it also informs like, how do we do business here? And what should you expect from the other people on your team? What should you expect from the other people that you're working with here? And very similarly, when I went to Delta Dental of Wisconsin, we have those. We have what we call our 30 fundamentals, and they are short snippets of this is how we expect people to work. This is how we work with each other. This is what we stand for. And those kind of things, both from an HR perspective and an operational perspective, make so much sense because people need to know that you can have lots of different opinions, but there's ways to share them and there are ways to be helping getting from point A to point B. And if you have those ground rules laid out, it really helps set the stage and helps people understand exactly how you're going to get from point A to point B. I like the fact that you pointed out that there's an operating contract or, or rules of engagement within Delta Dental. I've never heard of a place that has 30 of them. That seems like a lot. I've seen it where it's pared down to a set of core values or a set of key things that people pay attention to. When you're talking about 30, how is that kept together in a way where it's easily consumable for every person that joins the organization that they can execute with clarity on it. What's interesting is that it probably boils down to five basic tenants that you could really focus on, but there's different nuance to them. And because of the nuance between those tenants, it's really about saying similar things, but in a slightly different way that help get at exactly how how specific we can be with how we expect people to work with each other. When it comes down to, to 30, it's not easy to remember all those kind of things, but we have a little booklet that actually is like a little fold out pamphlet that you can put like a stick in your wallet that, that goes through those. They gave it to me during my interview. I loved it. We also have it reinforced every week. So we actually have one fundamental each week that gets emailed to us at the beginning of the week. We have a, a an app that actually helps reinforce those that gives videos. There's coaching tips for leaders on if somebody's struggling with this, how do we help them with it? There's a lot of different pieces. Regardless of how long or short your rules of engagement are, if you're not really embedding them and reinforcing them to the day-to-day, -day, that's really where the error is. Joe? Really, the conversation that we've had, it's, uh, it's flown by, and I appreciate the insight that you've brought to the table. For those who are listening and want to get some critical takeaways that you want people to think about when they're building a high communication culture, building that high performance team, coming out of this conversation, what are the things that you want them to take away that you feel are critically important for them? Uh, there's probably a couple of things that uh, I think would be critical. and and. Number one is to get clear on expectations. Make sure that from start to finish where you're going, whether that's as an individual contributor, needing to know that from your leader, having the conversations there, whether that's as a leader, talking to your individual contributors and people who report to you, how are we getting from point A to point B? What does point B look like? How are we gonna get there? I think those are a couple of the big things. And as we talked about earlier in the show, really taking that opportunity to get to know the business, making sure that all there is to know or as much as you need to know about the business to be able to help make good operational decisions so that when they come to us in HR, we can be a true business partner to them and say, I understand the business. I understand what we're trying to do. I understand why you're, you want to make the move that we we're trying to make here. And then like, how do I help navigate that from an HR perspective? It's not necessarily always a yes or no, are you getting permission here? It's a, 
how do we help you achieve the business objectives that you're trying to do? Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter or X now, I guess it is. I haven't been on Twitter as much lately, obviously. LinkedIn at Joe H. Arnold. Really appreciate you hanging out with us when I'm reflecting on this conversation that we've had. The thing that stands out to me, especially when we tie it to the beginning, don't be afraid of saying stuff out loud. This applies to saying stuff and asking stuff out loud. I think one of the big lessons is for people to not make assumptions about anything, regardless of how deeply entrenched they are within an environment. And if we're thinking about the building out a rules of engagement in terms of how you navigate an environment, here are the things that stood out in the conversation. When I think about Joe's four keys, one, understand the business. So take the time to do that when you get into a new environment. Two, make sure you get clarity around the key outcomes that you and the team are expected to deliver. Three, you need to make sure that you're defining the milestones and timeline. And then four, you should be disciplined about temp checking progress throughout the process. And that way you eliminate the chances of having a lot of initiatives where you're just running without really any guidelines on how are we progressing towards the goals that we're expecting to get. So really good stuff, Joe. I appreciate you hanging out with us. For those of you who have listened to this conversation, if you liked what you heard, make sure you leave us a review and then tune in next time where we will have another great leader joining us to give us their game-changing realizations that help them build a high-performance team. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Impact Show. We hope you liked the conversation. Don't forget to continue supporting us by joining the HR Impact community. You can find the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR Impact. Tune in next time where we'll have another guest who's going to share with us the game-changing insights that help them build high-performing teams.